0: I cannot recall the last time I did this podcast with no control, Uh, and if anything messes up on this, we're going to have to consider it fraud uh, on this episode of the Orange of Black Soccer. Oh, and we're going to talk about Orange County Soccer Club and some other stuff, I think. Maybe. Yes? No? This is the Orange of Black Soccer Cast.
1: Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans,
0: and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore Soccer Cast, or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans. And supporters, I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm going to take you through this wonderful journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, And joining us at the last moment, by all means, here, the man who's been with us since day one. He is the man from Cataline Coalition, and that is Dylan. Dylan, how are we doing, my man?
1: We're doing pretty good. I'm a few beers deep uh, at a great brewery um, in, in Orange, California. Um, but figured I'd hop on for a few minutes. I've got some, um, some friends, family in town. So wanted to talk about this week's match and, and, and give my thoughts and give the things I heard and, um,
0: you know, keep digest. my streak
1: alive. I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be coy about it. That's the only reason I'm here.
0: And, and your friends are okay with it. They're, they're not going to make you head out early. You're going to be able to thankfully, fully talk about them
1: Yeah. Thankfully they're all a lot more drunk than me. So it works out.
0: Well, there we go um well let's move on down south on i5 down to the beautiful city of san diego we've got alan down there in san diego alan he's oh he's pumped up look at that he's pumped up for this podcast alan how are we doing man
2: great i i was like ready to hop in and get introduced first and then luckily dylan made it in time because i was nervous about being the first introduction there's like a lot of pressure a lot to live up to he's got wavier hair so like I'm I'm glad he showed up and and really rocked it out of the park and yeah things are going on right down here I got like multitasking with the recall thing coming up and you know life happening and I have a nice seltzer so we're ready to go
0: a seltzer ooh you fancy tonight man
2: it just gets really hot in here lately like in the house and so I don't want to turn the AC on that's right over here because it's loud so I was like I need something that I can like crush. And then IPAs don't cut it when it's really hot and I want to drink something really fast.
0: Perfect. Way to, way to mention Dylan's, you know, amazing hair there. He has enough for all of us on this podcast, including the man controlling our show tonight, but we'll let, uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Let's that, go back. Let's cool go. Nor- right? Let's go Northwest. I believe is the direction we would go to the next gentleman here. We learned that like one of the first times he joined us as a member of our team. And that's Brad up in Reno, uh, by the way, Brad, like the only one that is not partaking in the voting process uh, tonight, or at least over the last week, so you got uh, the night off from that, but you do have to do some podcasting with us. How are you doing, man?
3: Uh, I'm doing quite well. Uh, tonight, I am drinking some uh, Glenfiddich Scotch. I've already had a, a brewery from the brewery, which is in your neck of the woods, um, but I'm just excited, and I have some... Wonderful, splendid stuff to tell you guys at the end that even you guys don't know. But you're going to have to wait till my random thought on that because foreshadowing, you have to stick to the end.
0: It's awesome. Dylan will have to stick with us to the end then if he wants to know what this amazing uh, idea or thought is from Mr. Brad up in Reno. Uh, well, let's get into the fun part of things. I know that there, there may be some distraction from some people tonight, including uh, Alan already said he's going to be distracted a little bit tonight. Uh, appreciate for anyone that is watching or listening live. Uh, to this episode and we appreciate that at all times let's talk about some soccer here let's talk about the match this past weekend uh, i think uh last week we all discussed it that this was a match that orange county needs to win it's a big match for them heading into the final bit of the season and maybe for the first bit of time it was a little scary especially there was a nice little like first bump from uh, or some surge from orange county there at the beginning of the match but then uh the opponent Vegas made things a little scary for some of the Orange County fans until uh, that extra time uh, goal for Orange County. And then um, was Orange County. Most of the rest of the match, I believe let's talk about it. Uh, let's go to you, Dylan. Uh, I believe you were there. I don't, I didn't confirm yet. If you were there, cause you joined us late as you always do uh, Dylan. What was it like there at in uh, Countline coalition at championship soccer stadium for this match? And were you nervous at any point there in the first 45 minutes?
1: Um, no, so I actually, I sat separate from the CLC in this match, um, still wanted to make it, um, just ran into an old friend and an old friend of the podcast and, and felt like just could do some catching up there, so, you know, wanted a different view as well, um, but was there for most of this match, or excuse me, for all of this match, um, it was particularly worrying in the first half, and I know we don't score until pretty late on, but I just, I felt like we... Offered the dangerous chances. Um, and Vegas didn't offer a ton. Uh, sorry about the background noise. I'm obviously outside. Um, but it was a good... I felt like, unlike all the other Vegas matches where I just like, oh, we're like one weird set piece away from giving up a goal. Um, and, and Vegas didn't seem to really be prepared to force us into giving up set pieces. And so things went well. Um, I think Alex Rando really kept Vegas in this match. Um as long as Vegas was in this match up until that, uh, that two now.
0: Um, let me go to you, Alan. Yeah, I was, I was actually going to mention that Alex Rando uh, definitely helped keep Vegas in the match. And then he makes a mistake late in the match that uh, allows Orange County to uh, add to their lead. But I want to go to you because right now we're watching the highlights on this stream and, and there's this interesting play. I've never seen this where uh, a player gets a call and complains to the ref and gets a second yellow. So, A, this is... I I, I get it. Las Vegas is young. So, you're going to have some youth mistakes here. But a player already in yellow gets the call but still complains to the ref at in some way. I don't know, Dylan, if you were close enough to hear what was said to get that second yellow. But, Alan, um, have you ever seen anything like this uh, where you get the call and you argue to get a second yellow and get kicked out of the match?
2: Uh, I have not... Oh, I have not. So I, I had this on my phone when we were. I was at a watch party for the San Diego match. I had this on my phone and was a little bit more engaged with this game than the nil uh, nil San Diego match. And I was I was confused at what happened because I didn't really see it until I saw the red card, and I was just like, "Wait, wait, what?" I was like, "He fouled." So I was like, "Oh, he must have fouled, uh, fouled Ronaldo." That was my first thought. Was he must have fouled? And then I rewound it and saw that he called the free kick against. Ronaldo and then I was like wait how he must have said something real naughty to that referee and then decides to like essentially box his teammates where I think we're just trying to get him like hey let's get him get him away clearly he's upset about something like he wasn't even the one that was fouled like it was just real confusing this isn't quite as bad as uh, so on USL Pony um, his uh, Twitter, I think his banner, is a guy who gets injured and gets a red card after he gets injured. And I think that is probably cl- the closest thing I've seen to something like that. But I have never seen a guy, essentially, you know, Orange County and Vegas, it was a kind of a closer match. And I think that's changed the complexion and allowed Orange County to play a little bit freer. We've seen this with them as well, that they sometimes become undisciplined when up a man. But I thought that they did really good job of, of taking advantage of the opportunities that they had. Uh, But yeah, it it just seems like a really silly mistake. Um, Yeah. He must've said something not very nice to the official and you're already on a yellow. You you gotta, you gotta bite your tongue in those situations.
0: Um, Let me go to you, Brad. And and, in, you know, you can share your thoughts on this match, but it was nice to see Thomas O'Neill with a, a uh, goal, although it was from a PK, but it was nice to get, get a goal from Thomas and Volts. And also nice to see a goal for Robbie Kiernan, who is uh, definitely a favorite of our show, been on multiple times with us. Uh, anytime a defender can get a, a goal, it's always a nice thing. And then Ronaldo, who's just uh, killing it out there with, you know, I believe leading Western Conference in scoring, which is pretty cool for this youngster who I don't think anyone thought was going to. Uh, play a major role for orange county heading into the season I, I think everyone thought he was gonna contribute but i didn't think he was gonna be this great of a player so i'm gonna ask you a which of your the goals were you most excited about and B, just what were your thoughts on this match
3: um personally a i was most excited seeing end come back and get a goal uh mostly because the team lets him, you know, he plays 30 minutes this game, 32 minutes. Uh, the team lets him take the penalty shot there, which is pretty big. You know, it shows that, A, there's a lot of trust. There's leadership. You know, he's one of the senior players on the team. And, B, you know, how big of it is, that's his first goal in the season, I believe. And he he's able to get that. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like just, the relief of getting that first one. I had a not PG way of wording it, but I'll keep it to myself. Um, But for Domus there, you know, that goal was a long time coming. He had so many chances in this game to score a goal. And it's just unlucky here. Unlucky there. Uh, Rando makes a killer save on him. Um, And finally, you can see the relief for him that he's able to score that goal. and. And it's like, okay, I got it. And then he gets immediately subbed off uh, for Aiden Apodaca. And also, just want to make a quick little note. Seth Kasiple played a couple of minutes this game. I know that's not, you know, 10 minutes. I know it's not 20 minutes. But four minutes is getting back on the field. He's healthy enough to be in the lineup, which is a huge thing. And seeing him uh, come back, hopefully he'll be able to get some more playing time soon you know, 20, 30 minutes and, uh, the team starts looking better going into playoffs.
0: Definitely. And it was, it was amazing to see the, the team play a full match without conceding, even though you're up, but considering uh, conceding a late goal, uh, or even dropping points, which would have been very tragic in this match. Uh, It was good to see the team finish a match uh, with a clean sheets and, and be- because there's a big match coming ahead. It was very important for them to get these full three points. And I'm going to give credit to this, to my prediction. Cause we all know when I make the five nil prediction with the opposing team, getting the five points, it always works out for good. Um, and I wish, uh, our, our producer, Andy would, uh, show Dylan's camera right now because I, I see some, uh, kissing going on. I see some, uh, of his fans wanting to get on camera, but apparently Dylan's off camera. Let's bring him on there. There it is. There's Dylan. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, obviously, hey, I said I'm, it in it's really drunk, Dylan, so. I'm in the green room, Dylan. I'm in the green room with our producer, so I can see everything going on. Um, yeah, I,
1: I know. Um, this is my this is my bad. But
0: you're welcome. She's your bad. So, <laughs> uh, I, you to oh. I wanted to ask Dylan since he has a Dylan has a guest at his uh, on his screen. I wanted to. Ask his guests what the thoughts are on this match.
1: <laughs> you know, guys, it was a tough match is all I can say. And everyone did their best, but I think uh, whoever won, was about to win. So I'm sorry. My sport is tennis. I don't know what just, I'm doing here. Just say that Robbie Kiernan is a dreamboat. Dream <laughs> there, there we go. Dylan Allen is a dreamboat.
0: Look at that face.
1: I'm Aww. so sorry for hijacking the podcast, everyone. I used to take it seriously, and now I just want to get drunk.
0: <laughs> when have we ever taken this podcast seriously, Dylan? Come on, be honest. We invited Wait, a guy not, and open a Doritos bag on the USL show to be on our podcast. When did we ever take this serious?
1: That, that's very fair. Um, but to disagree with her, no, I think this was, uh, I mean, basically all Orange County. Uh, red card aside, I think. It looked like it was always going to be Orange County in this match. And A funny red card and you know, some good performances, and people are getting healthy again. And uh, Miko Kuningas maybe wasn't super jazzed about only playing for half an hour, um, but uh, you know Richard Chaplo said that he's he's right on the cusp of the suspension for yellow card accumulation, so they really need him for Phoenix. Uh, I would imagine he'd probably get booked and uh, misses a match following Phoenix.
0: Well, that's the thing. You want Miko Caningas, you want him with his full like energy out there. You don't want him holding back because he's scared to get pick up that that card that's going to suspend him, right? So, you got to hold him back uh when you can so you can have that M- Miko Kuningas because he's that guy that's gonna wreak havoc on the on the pitch for the opposing team. He's gonna he doesn't back down. He doesn't take anything. He's gonna get under their heads. Uh, we've seen that from Robbie Kiernan in the past, you know, pe- last year. And Robbie Kiernan has told us that I mean he loves to do that to the other team. I think Miko takes it a step further, right? Miko takes that a step further and tries to get in the heads of the other players. Uh, for the opposing team Um, let me ask you Dylan really quick because I know you want to head out you want to go hang out with your friends and family or whatever Um, have you ever seen anything like that red card situation uh, that we saw where a player that got the call argues and and he's already on a yellow so he gets booed out of the game because of it
1: no um, I don't think I've ever seen And I've watched some like absolute capitulations happen on the pitch before. I don't think I've ever seen a team do that. I don't think I've seen a player do that before. I don't think I've ever seen a team that seems as disjointed as Vegas, because after the match, Alex Rando was yelling at its teammates to just shut their mouths and and keep it cool, um, because clearly that's been something of an issue. Now, uh, Traore really just did not have a good game. Um, He caught Brian Oloski in the face with his boot. Um, I thought he would have been off there. He got a yellow and then turns around and I have to imagine that Bob Bradley was watching this match. I have to imagine that his LAFC career is already over, which is a little unfortunate because he's 19. But, um, wow. I think the reason that this game was as simple as it was for Orange County, at least in my eyes, was that like Vegas didn't seem up for it. And they seemed, as a team of individuals, as Orange County has often seemed before. Um, and I think this was a little bit of a change of fortunes where Orange County had a chip on their shoulder And Orange County said, you know what? We bought 3-1 last time. We got beat 3-1 last time. We're not going to do that again. And, uh, you know, we're going to go at it hard and and take it away. And that's what they
0: did. So I got to ask you really quick, Dylan. I'm going to go to you one more time on this. Is You were very critical on the club switching coaches midseason. And we've seen this club now since the switch. They've at least gotten results in every single match. They still have done some things that we saw from the old uh, group where, you know, like against El Paso where you're dropping that late get giving up that late goal, which drops a couple points, but you're still getting results. You're not, at least you're not losing these matches against say Las Vegas, which we've seen orange Canada do early in the season. Have you been convinced now that maybe that was the right move at that point of the season? And the team is, is looking better because of it.
1: No, um, I don't actually think the team particularly looks better. Um, it's the same system. It's the same players. It's the same errors against El Paso that got us here. I think this is – there's fitness in the team, um, and now it means guys have to fight for their shirt. And this is something I talked to Richard Chappell about on Saturday night after the match. and He said, guys have to fight for their spot, and that's only good for the group. And because no longer do you have Chris Wean as the only left winger. Uh, no longer do you have Brian Olaski as the only 10. No longer do you only uh, – have Ronaldo as a guy who can play as a nine or Arrow who can play as a nine. You've got all of these guys that can do a job in their specific spots. You've got Kevin Alston who's doing his best and clearly doesn't look all that great. Um, You've got Brent Richards who's getting a deserved rest. And it's it's good for the club. I think it's more that um, we're kind of rounding into fitness at the end of a really long slog of matches than it is a, a change in the and the team leadership.
0: I'm going to go to you, Brad, on this next question and feel free to answer any question we've talked about so far, but I'm looking at the rosters for orange County, Las Vegas, Las Vegas had a very, very young squad on the pitch. And even with their subs, I believe they even brought in a a 15 year old in this match in, uh, I I'm going to get the name wrong, but his last name is Romero, Javon Javen. Um, however you say his first name, 15 years old, but they had players at the 19, 17, 23, 20, 20, 18, all in that age group. And Orange County is playing some players that are, you know, Michael Lorosco's is 35. He's twice the age or more than twice the age of some of these players that played for uh, Vegas. So can we be excited for a three nil victory or is this something that anything other than a three nil victory is, is sort of lost. Even if you get the victory, um, conceding a, a late goal or something is that a loss because of the big age gap in these two teams?
3: I mean, it's not just that; it's also the uh, the fact that I think they only had five subs to use, and that's including a goalie. Um, one, two, three, four. yeah, five subs including goalie, and they they made the four subs that wasn't the goalie. You know, that's a big scary thing that we've been there this season. Um, The age difference probably plays a a role in it, you know, Muhammad Traore uh, did get that second yellow for a red, and I I can almost guarantee you, you know, not being there, and I don't have supersonic ears from here in Reno, but I can guarantee you he's probably complaining, why did, uh, why did Damas not get a yellow card there for that tackle in the box, it's kind of one of those that, you know, the ref could have if he wanted to, given a yellow card, Um, and as soon as he gets sent off for that because the ref doesn't want to hear the back talk and doesn't want to be disrespected is when he kind of went into that little tirade. Obviously wasn't there. I don't have ears in the Las Vegas locker room. But if I were to if I were to kind of stake uh, what happened, I bet you that's one of those things that could have, if not was likely to happen. Um, did I miss any other parts in your question before I move on from that?
0: I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to what my question was.
3: Okay, Samora out. <laughs> um, um, moving on, anyways, a couple more thoughts that I have from this uh, game itself is um, it's it was nice to have a game, you know, where a back four was different the whole time, but for the most part with Richards out. But uh, Kobe Henry is a name that I didn't have to hear said by the announcers once all game, I believe, which, you know, is a huge... You know sometimes it's best that no news is good news, and this is one of those cases where henry Henry has a solid game you know and isn't being called upon to that he did something wrong or bad from us and Rakovsky had a quiet night I think he there was only one shot on target so an all around good team effort um and is it bad that you know eighty eighty one minutes in right before the uh penalty kick comes up? that I'm sitting there worried and trying not to jinx us that we're going to allow a goal a man down. And that's the expectation we've had all season. So it's very nice to see that uh, we get two more goals and makes my prediction look slightly better.
0: That worry is means you've become a true Orange County Soccer Club fan because that's been a big worry for not just this season, but I think the last couple seasons where the team falters late in matches. Uh, let me go to you, Alan, really quick. Is there no better stat to describe the, this match? Brad sort of gave one of the bits, right? If you look at the goalkeeper stats, Patrick Karkovsky, one shot on target against, one save. Uh, Alex Rando, 11 shots on target against, nine saves. I mean, is 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 that really, if you look at that stat, you, you should think, okay, Orange County's winning this match easily, right?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think a guy like Rando can keep his team in um, as much as he can. But with a team that's lost eight in a row, this is their eighth loss in a row, uh, Vegas is back to the way they were at the beginning of the season. They had a nice little run in the middle where they put together a, a couple nice results. Um, you had some guys who were going up and down, but they were really depleted. Uh, no Chrysostomo, uh, no Cal Jennings. They had no guy up top that's usually been a threat for Las Vegas. And if you look at kind of that Oakland Roots game um, that midweek, For Vegas, you had Chrysostomo and you had Cal Jennings. I think, yes, they still lose, but they lose 1-0, right? I I think LAFC is pulling up a bunch of these young guys, which is great for these players. Um, You know, Orange County fans are probably super stoked that Danny Chrysostomo is playing with LAFC uh, and getting some good minutes. Uh, But that kind of up and down, who knows who you're going to get. You know, Las Vegas looked really light, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. And, you know, you're missing a lot of those players who can make a difference and keep a game competitive. Um, so uh, with the with the lineup the way it was against Vegas, I think three points was, you know, the goal for sure. Anything less would have been disappointing. Um, you know, Robbie, Robbie Kiernan and his goal, I think, uh, you know, Orange and Black soccer cast can take some credit for that, for putting that into his brain. Right? We asked him who's going to score more goals, him or... Uh, who would we ask him or a uh, Roscoe? And he was like, "Oh, Roscoe's going to score more goals." But I think we put that little seed in there that he's like, "I'm going to beat a Roscoe to this." Um, but I, I think it's just, you know a, a good quality win for Orange County They could have played down to their opponent, uh, like we've seen them do in the past from time to time. Uh, so this has got to feel good, you know, four wins or four four just, uh, results on the bounce uh, heading into Phoenix has got to get the team up uh, in good. That's the word I'm looking for? Spirits and in getting the goal and the assist. Um, it, it's good. I'm sure it's great to see him back and, and happy and playing on the pitch. He did not look happy in the El Paso game. Uh, this is complete domination, uh, as it should be. Uh, Orange County should be dominating this this version of Las Vegas uh, all the time.
0: Uh, so let's uh, do this really quick. One last question for you, Brad, and then we can move on and we can talk about this match that uh, Alan mentioned here. Uh, Brad, as a Reno fan, everyone know that follows USL knows Reno disliked Vegas uh, and Vegas disliked Reno. So how big is watching your your new, new team basically uh, basically control this match from start to finish? Finish.
3: Oh man. Uh... It's always very good watching Vegas lose. Um, yeah, hashtag lights out has always been kind of the thing. We even had, you know, we would we would make the trip down. It's a fun, boring drive, uh, seven hours south to Vegas. I was gonna uh, say
0: a fun drive. What is there to do between Reno and Vegas? But but see, there
3: desert? there there's Amargosa Valley. There's the uh, tiny town of Beatty. There's the tiny town of. Uh, there's a brewery Tonopah. Uh, the world's largest munitions depot is in Hawthorne, and uh, I can keep going. Uh, there's a couple other fun places. Urington's kind of a weird spot. It's a little country town that has an old mine. Um, <laughs> I love the uh, close up on uh, Alan's face. No, it's it's always nice to see Vegas lose. Um, I I need to figure out how to download a. Uh, a gift from Twitch because my favorite one is uh, an old one that a person made for Reno where they have the Las Vegas lights logo in the background of Vegas behind it. And the lights kind of turn off and then the logos starts turning off the neon lights and the logo. And the only thing left is an L and that's the only thought that was going through my mind after that game is just, is just loss Vegas lights, you know, afterwards. So
0: it's always nice seeing them lose, but. Perfect. Perfect. That, that That's the answer I was looking for, right? Uh, let's move ahead because there's a big match coming up here for Orange County. It's not a big match in terms of maybe be potentially being able to catch Phoenix in the standings because I, I don't think anyone believes anyone's going to catch Phoenix at this point, even those in San Diego, right, Alan? You guys don't believe anyone's going to catch Phoenix right now. So it's a battle for that second place in the Western Conference Pacific Division. Why is that so important? It's because that team will get home advantage in the first round. Now, we've talked about in the past, maybe Orange County doesn't want that home advantage the way they've played most of the season. But if they can play like they did this past weekend, then maybe it will be an advantage. Uh, Orange County will be traveling out to Phoenix this weekend to face a tough Phoenix team. Last time we were out there, We were this close. We were within seconds of coming home with a full three points, but you know, Phoenix gets Phoenix things uh, from, you know, extra, extra time and orange County gets orange County things by dropping points this season, which seems to be a thing, Uh, but this will be a big match and it's good to have this momentum. You guys talked about it. The, uh, you know, result streak here going on now, positive points in every single match for the last few matches going into Phoenix. Is this now, uh, do we have hope going into this Phoenix match uh, or is this a big hill to climb still? Um, I'm going to go to you first, Alan.
2: I mean, this is where you say, Hey, it's getting really close to the playoffs. We want to put some type of marker down that we can be successful in Phoenix um, because you might have to go there during the playoffs and play them. And right now they are eight, three and zero at home uh, with a, probably a 462 goal differential at home it's like 32 goals and eight uh, allowed um, you know you also want to kind of keep pace with some of your um, with some of your competitors who've uh, like San Diego's ha- had a little bit of success against Phoenix uh, obviously um, I think it's uh, one win one draw and two losses um, I can be corrected if I'm wrong on that but if you put that up, against Phoenix, then you match San Diego, um, on those kind of points. And that keeps, keeps pace, uh, for that kind of second place. Um, yeah, Phoenix is a tough place to play. It's probably going to be hot. Like it always is in Phoenix. I think it's a rule that it always must be hot in Phoenix. Uh, but you know, I, I think the way Phoenix is playing right now, uh, they're not necessarily playing their best soccer. Um, You know, they looked okay against New Mexico. Uh, They came back down a man against Los Dos, but they were kind of really sloppy. Uh, But you know they're going to be up for this one, but they do play a midweek match at home against Vegas. Uh, So it'll be interesting. They'll probably rotate against Vegas and probably, probably try to come in strong against Orange County. So it should be a fun match.
0: So I'm going to go to you, Brad. I want to ask you uh, the importance of this match because when we look at these standings for the Western Conference Pacific Division, currently you got Phoenix in first with 47 points, followed by San Diego and Orange County, both have 34 points, but San Diego has the edge there due to their. Uh, I believe I don't. For- I forget how the USL. It's one goal differential right, right now,
3: or one goal for.
0: Okay. However, USL does or all wins that stuff, right?
3: first. I don't know. It's uh, yeah.
2: It's head to head wins. Head to head goal differential, which are even. The third tiebreak is points against in division uh, competitors. And the last time I looked at this, it was 30 28. But I think Orange or San Diego drew and then Orange County won. So it might be even.
0: Who knows? So who knows what the next, who knows what the sixth or seventh tiebreak is? you coming in, in part, with right? your homework, Alan. <laughs> Well, he's Thanks. a San Diego fan, so he knows this stuff. He's he's following both these clubs. Um, but you look at fourth uh, Orange County and San Diego have, both have 34 points. Tacoma has 30 points, but they have three games in hand uh, on both San Diego and Orange County. So they are in control at this point. If they can win uh, three matches here, they jump up uh, on top of those two teams. So this is where it becomes important for... Orange County, to at least get a result in this match, right, Brad? They have to at least come home with one point. We always talk about it. Strive for at least one point on the road, minimum. If you get three points, that's sort of a a bonus. In this match, is that true? Orange County has to at least get one point in this match in Phoenix, right? Even though Phoenix is a, a very tough place to get three points or even one point.
3: I don't think you need the win. The win obviously helps. The tie obviously helps. Any points help. But... You know, you pencil in always a loss versus Phoenix. Um, Orange County still has games to be played against Oakland, still has games to be played against uh, Tacoma, and I believe one more game against uh, San Diego Loyal. Um, Those are the three games you need to win. Uh, So, yeah, beating Phoenix on the road is important, but it's Phoenix... It's in, it's in Phoenix. It's a hard place to go win. Uh, I think it's safer to assume, you know, even if Orange County starts getting healthier, which they have been, uh, that it's just, you just want to see the, you just want to see the team escape with a point, and, uh, but you don't expect this to be a win or a lot or a draw. You know, you just pencil it in, whatever you get in this, it, it it's know. whoever you, whatever you do in those other games against those other
0: opponents. I do not know what you all are drinking up there in Reno, but I never pencil in a loss in any match ever. Uh, maybe it's just, you know, maybe Reno wasn't used to winning a lot. I, I don't know, but there's no penciling in a loss when you're on, right. Alan, Alan, right on the road, you get at least that draw. That's, that's the. That's what you're striving for. You're not penciling. You're not throwing away this this game. It's not like we're Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs, and we're just you know sitting down our three or four stars for a, a, a back-to-back match against, I don't know, whoever the worst team in the NBA is, maybe the Magic, I don't know. Um, you're not doing that. You're not giving this match away. You're tr- still trying to get something, a result out of it. Is Brad smoking something <laughs> funny there, Alan? Well, I <laughs> rambled my words Pistoling there, a so probably uh, – I think
2: you, you play for the win. I think as supporters in the team, I, I don't think you're heartbroken with a draw. You've already p- taken points off them on the road already. Um I said already twice with great words great word usage, Underwood. Uh you've already taken points off them on the road. I, I, I don't think you're heartbroken if you lose. I don't think this is one where you're like you might be mad the day of, but then you turn the page, and you're like, all right, we already we got they got four points at home. So if we just need to match four points at home on the last two matches. So I think this is the one where you go in, you try to put a marker down, you want to win. Uh, As supporters, I think you go in and say, we want to win, but we're okay. Like, we'll sign up for a draw. And then if it's a loss, you'd be mad about it for about 24 hours and then realize that you get Oakland at home. uh, You turn the page.
0: But you're not penciling in a loss for this match, right? I just want to make sure that you're at least sane here and you're not penciling in a loss against phoenix and Dude, brad don't do even you, talk right do now.
2: you want do you <laughs> want me to answer, do you want me to answer this as like a orange county podcast or do you want me to answer this as a san diego loyal fan because the san diego loyal okay. fan is like writing this in with a yeah. loss with a sharpie and putting that out in the universe but wait no, wait, wait think, you're writing it
0: you're writing it in as a, as a loss for orange county or when san diego plays phoenix you're writing it as a loss uh no uh when orange
2: county i would i wanting this to be a loss cuz i need this uh, san diego okay. needs let me this ask you this. to separate themselves he's putting
3: it in sharpie orange i'm just county sitting here it. like you're not sad be. with the loss but i would pencil it in he's sharpieing this right stuff. okay no 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 let's so ask let me, let me ask it this way as let me a, ask it this
0: way then as a san let me ask diego it this fan, way hold on hold on hold on yeah. if you're coach richard chaplo are you Hello. writing in that this is a loss when you're no. looking at the schedule.
2: No, you're you're you you believe that with um Ronaldo and Thomas and Voldson you could do some damage against Phoenix. Uh you go in there expecting to play as hard as you can to get a win. As a San Diego fan, it's like this this that's hoping this is a loss because then it makes, you know, that weekend match that San Diego has um on Sunday a little bit more interesting for playoff purposes. But I think Orange County has the horses to go in there and put up a fight against Orange against Phoenix. I they could win; they have the ability to win. I don't think anyone's any Orange County person should
0: be penciling in an L on this match. And we're we're healthier for this match than we were what a few weeks ago when we were in Phoenix. We we have more healthy players, and we have more. And it's not just like I'm not saying we have you know the the 18th player on the roster is getting healthy. We have key contributors to this team that are getting healthy at this point. Thomas and is a key part of this team. Darwin Jones, Seth, these are all players that are going to play a big part of orange County uh, to wrap up the season and in the playoffs, regardless of, of where we, we finish. So you can't pencil in a loss here, Brad, I'm sorry. You cannot pencil in a loss, even if it's against the mighty Phoenix rising. And you should know by now you've been now with this podcast officially since the beginning of this season, and you followed this team in the past, Orange County and Phoenix, that's a big deal, at least for a lot of uh, Orange County fans, is Phoenix is a team that you want to beat because we still remember what it was like at, at the the championship Western Conference Championship match when those Phoenix fans stormed the stadium. So we we don't forget that. We'll never forget that. We're going to go and we're going to hope for the full three points. But if we get one point, at least that's something. And you want to keep the streak going. We You're looking at Richard Chaplow now. He hasn't had a match with zero-point result. And we want to keep that going, um, get some sort of result, Brad. I'll give you one last say on this because you sort of started this whole argument here uh, about writing well, no. in a loss against Phoenix. Was that, that, that must be why Reno is no longer around. I mean, that has to be, if you guys were writing in losses or uh, like, like Phoenix.
3: Uh, I feel like, you know, the Scotch is kind of taking control of some of my words. Um, Cause I, if you couldn't tell, I stumbled in that little bit. I I struggled to get through there, so it's probably just Brad's had a little bit too much to drink tonight, not enough to eat. Um, but essentially what I was trying to say is if if Orange County loses, it's not the end of the season. This is a game that you can lose and still easily make second place in the league because you still have a game against uh San Diego to be played and it's in orange county. Uh you still have what is it? Uh a game against uh, Tacoma, a game against Oakland. Uh two Who's games. Doing good Oakland, recently. Sorry.
0: Oakland's doing good recently. So that's yeah. not a you know early in the season you can mark Oakland as as a W. You know, if we're going to mark things, you want to mark those W's not those L's. So that was Oakland hmm. early in the season, but they're doing good now. Um, and Tacoma's a tough opponent. So, and San Diego's doing good. Um Orange County has a tough schedule to finish things out here. Uh, it's, you got to get all results. So no L's
3: that.
0: No,
2: uh, ideally no L's. But... that orange, that orange County, San Diego match will the team that wins that wins that tiebreaker essentially. So yes. that's, but it could huge be, it growing. could be
0: pointless if Tacoma wins out because then Tacoma's head of us but all, then but... you're
3: fighting for third or fourth place and you're looking at who's going to play against probably El Paso in the
0: first round of uh, playoffs. There we go. Um, Let's do this. Let's do our predictions for this. And guess what? We don't have Dylan here. I I don't know what we want to do for our predictions. Do we want to do we want to all like sort of figure this out? Or do we want to let our producer Andy uh, vote for Dylan's score prediction? And please, because Dylan's in the lead. So let's give him something crazy. Um, So what do we want to do? I'm going to leave it for Andy to say if he wants to. He can go on the chat here and say if he wants to do the prediction for, for Dylan here. Uh, but we'll go to um, – oh, he passes. Alan, I like I, – I, yeah, Alan, I love your prediction in the chats because that's Dylan's favorite number, so let's just do that. Uh, so let's go first. Who's our first on our list? Alan, you're first for our predictions against Phoenix in Phoenix. Remember, give Orange County's score first followed by Phoenix's score.
2: 2-2 uh, two, two draw. All
0: right, we're going to go to Brad next.
3: I am going to undercut him uh, and go one-one draw, just like before.
0: We got Dylan's score, and because Allen was the one that came up with this score line, I'm gonna let Allen take over. What is Dylan's prediction, Alan?
2: The actual retail price is
0: sixty-nine,
3: sixty-nine. Hey, Dylan. No, no.
0: I I have here's the thing, though, Brad. Hey, wait, wait, hold on. I'm gonna, Brad. I'm gonna let you jump in here. Do we want to allow? Do do we do we want Dylan to have a, a tie or do we want to give him one of these teams winning uh, how comfortable are we do we are we good with this I want to say look agree
3: with this and my one reason very scientific is that's the amount of points he has right now in the uh in the tracker he's at 69 points there as well so give him 69 69 on 69 points
0: that's why he's out there celebrating with his friends instead of being on the podcast with us is because of that scoreline hey i'm going to go with my prediction because it worked last week and you all know how much I believe in this this scoreline helping out Orange County. So I'm predicting a 5-0 win for Phoenix in this match. 5-0 for Phoenix. Um, We didn't talk about our prediction game here uh, at the scoreline. Brad already let us know where Dylan's at. He's at 69 points in the lead, but his lead has shrunk a little bit over the last few weeks. Brad is closing in on that. Brad is at 61 points. Uh, Alan, do you believe you still have a chance of this year at 47 points? No. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 I'm sacrificing any and all points on this because again I believe in my system by going 5-0 <laughs> for the opponent it's going to create points for Orange County in the 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 final part of the season so I'm going to go with my my prediction I'm stuck at 35 points there's no way I'm even catching up to Allen at this point so let's just go with this right um so that's how that goes so we've got our predictions in uh share your predictions if you're watching live in the comments and we can maybe let people know what you are thinking Uh, and yeah, let's, let's move ahead. Then we've, we've talked about that match. Is there anything else soccer related? We want to talk about, I think we discussed a few things before we went live, but let's just talk about some random soccer news. Thank you, producer. Uh, anyone have any random soccer news that they want to share with uh, the world or that they want us to discuss?
3: Um, I have two, uh, the first one, I will make it the quicker one. Um, in the world of the Champions League today, Young Boys beat Man United two to one. Uh, Young Boys is, I believe, a Swiss team. Uh, yes, Switzerland. Uh, but more importantly, in that game, not the not the actual fact that Young Boys won, but the uh, game-winning goal. Uh, Mister Jordan, I'm not even gonna attempt his last name. Uh, is an American. Uh, he's actually not even a Starting American uh, forward, um, he's like the third down on the uh, U.S. men's national team st- uh, death chart. He had a nice little goal where, you know, just being a smart player in the right place at the right time in the 95th minute of the game uh, to beat Ronaldo's Manchester United. Um, with that one quickly
0: over out of the way. My other one that I wanted to say is. Wait, wait, hold on, talk- hold on. Hold on, Brad. Hold on, Brad. You cannot get off that easily. You have to try and pronounce that name that you did not want to pronounce,
3: Mister Theosin Jordan Sibach Sibachu.
0: Bless you. Gonna, thank you. Um, yeah, I was looking at at that score line between the two teams. I was looking at both of the young boys. Uh, scores and both of them were going to be difficult. So that's why I just threw you on the bus. I didn't know which one it was going to be, but I figured it would be one of those. Um, Let me just say this and and share your thoughts in any comments, whether you're watching live or, you know, in the future, just tweet at us. Is there any more weird name than young boys? Like, you know, Hey, we beat young boys today. Like, does that just sound weird? If you're going (laughs) to say something like that, you know, if you, if, if man, you would have been victorious Do the fans go, we beat young boys today. Yeah. Um, or is that a weird name? I I just want to get your thoughts on that really quick, gentlemen, and then I'll go to Brad's second. You literally
2: literally just said I was looking at young boys results.
0: (laughs) Well, I was scared when I went into Google to look at this and I just typed in young boys and hit search. I was just worried, you know, now I'm going to have like the NSA and, and all those, uh, watch groups looking at my my search results when I'm typing things, because I typed in young boys, hit enter, and what goes on, right? too much
3: credit. They don't have that much time on their hands.
0: Um, what, what was your other thought, Brad?
3: So I'm not as well-versed in this one, but I just wanted to talk about, so the United States uh, men's national team just released their ticket prices for their game against Mexico. And – I believe the minimum ticket price for the Nosebleeds, and I believe it's in Charlotte. I don't remember exactly where the game is going to be played. But the minimum ticket prices for that game are $125 a ticket. Um, American Sports. American Sports. Uh, But that's significantly up from the average ticket being in... The 20 to $30 range, which is affordable for a family, you know, and obviously this is the men's national team. It's a big deal. Uh, you want to price your tickets so that American fans will will be more inclined to buy it over uh, visiting fans because we do tend to perform, or not perform, but, but we do tend to be outclassed by uh, the Mexico national team El Tri fans. But 125 dollars for the cheap seats. I'm not even talking about 200 to 250 for for lower down in that upper deck area. Uh, is how much is too much? How much is it when it's too much that you're pricing the average American family out, who wants to bring their kids to the game, who wants to show their kid, you know, U.S. men's national soccer and get them interested in the team? You know, is there a point where You're pricing too much, you know, and I believe uh, Charlotte FC, and that's why I even bring it up, is doing the same thing with their own ticket prices when they start in the MLS next year. You know, is there a certain point where charging a ridiculous ticket price is actually stopping the growth of soccer in America?
0: So you're from Reno, Brad, so I know it's a little bit different for you, but here in, in the L.A. area, I mean, really, right, you look at Lakers games in the L.A. area most of the people buying tickets are business people, rich people, celebrities trying to flaunt their celebrity. You go into the nosebleeds, it's still decently expensive. It's not quite that much, I don't think. I, I may be wrong, correct me, any Lakers fans that have been to games recently, but it it seems like you price out a lot of the the average fan for those those seats. I remember back in the days with the Clippers when they made the playoffs back in the early 2000s or mid 2000s, I got like the nosebleed. I was literally like top of the stadium behind me was the wall, uh, to the, the, the top of the stadium there. It was like 10 or 15 bucks a ticket for a playoff game. That was awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't think I would be able to get that type of ticket price now. Um, there, there's two trains of thought. Either they are overpricing it. And now you're just trying to get corporate America to buy tickets and, and give tickets away or bring, you know, business, colleagues or whatever you want to call it to the games and and do it that way or the game has grown that much in america where people are now you know the average u.s fan is willing to spend that amount of money i'm gonna go towards it being more it's it's now they're just trying to sell the corporate to corporate and get the money um and make it seem like it's a big event it's almost now like they're trying to treat it like it's the super bowl it's this big ticket event where only the elite can get in but i agree with you brad i think that sort of sucks that you're you're taking the game away from the average American fan or family uh, group that wants to go to the match because that's the heart and soul of it. You go to Laker games and for most of the game, it's just a bunch of people sitting there. There's really no excitement, nothing against the Lakers. Although I'm not a Laker fan, nothing against them, but it's, it's, it's really more that, you know, status symbol at those types of games, um, you know, and and that sort of sucks. So I, I, I agree with you, Brad, that it seems like we're, we're, taking the game away from the true fans, the average fans. Alan, I'll let you speak on this really yeah. quick. Uh,
2: Cincinnati is a kind of a smaller stadium. If you're hosting Mexico, you can sell. Um,
0: Charlotte or Cincinnati?
2: It's Cincinnati. Yeah, I was, I was wrong. Okay. It's Cincinnati. Yeah, 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 I, I was looking that up too. You're, Damn you're fine. you, Brad. You're fine. you're fine. You're fine. I wasn't trying to correct you, Brad. Um, no, you're good. Um, Cincinnati, smaller stadium. Ho- Hold in a bigger stadium and cut the prices by half. You're making the same amount of money. That's not that hard. Second thing is, is we blast the lack of atmosphere for in American soccer culture and for the national team games, right? You go, that's like, oh, this is such a hostile place to play in El Salvador. It's like, well, yeah, because the people who are going to make a bunch of noise and sing and chant and drum for 100 minutes aren't the people who are spending $1,000 on a ticket. Like those people are like, I want to go and be seen and be a part of the atmosphere. They're not going to be there drumming and singing and chanting and, you know, shooting off flares and fireworks at midnight in front of the hotels. Right. So it's you can't get mad at American soccer fans uh, for not bringing that same kind of environment when you don't allow the average fan to show up. Right. A college student isn't going to drop
0: one hundred and twenty five bucks. So are you going to drop a? Are you going to drop one hundred and twenty five bucks to a match, nope, Alan? No, no, nope. nope. And we're—I mean—we're all pretty decently great like, big soccer fans, and I, I guarantee you, there's a lot of people that listen to our podcast that are are at our level of soccer fandom that aren't going to want to spend that kind of money on it. Um,
2: like if it was a, a because
0: you're going to be at the very top of the stadium, you're not going to be able to see much. You, you can go to the local pub and watch the game on in four K or whatever. And b, it's just you're not going to have that same type of atmosphere, right? You want to go to a soccer match to have that atmosphere. You want to be able to cheer and be rambunctious and, and you know, take Alan wants to take a shirt off and wave it around and, and all that nope. stuff.
2: Uh, I mean, look, if you, if this was like, I don't know, a gold cup final, maybe if this was like an actual world cup, like knockout round, like sure. Like if USA Mexico, was in a world cup match in a, you know, round of 32 or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, for sure. I'd think about dropping that kind of money. But for a World Cup qualifying event in Cincinnati, like thanks but no thanks. Like I can make chili in my house. Like sure, it might not be skyline chili, but it it, gonna, it'll be better. I'm you gonna do some spaghetti with some chili, I'm do, like, like hornell chili, please. some onions and some fries, and that'll no, cost no, no, me. no
0: If you're gonna go Cincinnati style, you got to yeah. do the spaghetti with, with the, the chili giant on it,
3: cheddar cheese on top, cheddar
2: and cheese.
0: the cheese. Yeah, but yeah. I, mean, I don't know why they do that. I don't, I don't get that concoction. That's weird, but.
2: You know what I mean? Like I, I, I just think it's for a World Cup qualifying match in Cincinnati. I think it's just it's it's a little bit out, and that's the cheapest ticket. Like we we put out a statement. It's like a lot of our tickets are two hundred under two hundred dollars. It's like under two hundred dollars. That's still that's what that's I'm
3: crazy. Not paying for little Tommy to sit next to me for two hundred dollars when I right. have to pen, spend two hundred dollars too.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. right. I, I'm, I'm in that same boat. Right? I'm not going to bring my family to that game because I know my kids 20 minutes into it are going to be bored or going to want to leave or going to want to, you know, go and do something else or go walk around the stadium. And I'm not going to get to watch the match. This this pricing point is specifically for people that have money that are going as like sort of corporate tickets, right? I guarantee you there's going to be corporations buying like 100 tickets and, and gifting them to clients or gifting right. them to potential clients, right? right? That's exactly what this pricing point is uh, in this type of setup. Boo. Um, I know I sort of cut you off there, Alan. Did you have, did you have a last thought on this? No, that was it. It was boo. That was my last thought. Okay. Boo. <laughs> boo. Um, let's also talk about U.S. soccer because this seems to be a recurring theme here tonight. Uh, The whole thought of Uh, this fourth invite to CONCACAF or uh, entry into CONCACAF uh, Champions League is now going to go pretty much to an MLS team instead of uh, maybe giving it to someone that uh, is in a lower league, which we get most of the time it is MLS teams that make it because MLS teams win the U.S. Open Cup, the Lamar Hunt Cup. Uh, With that being canceled this year, it's sort of like, let's just give it to the fourth best MLS team instead of finding a way to... Give a lower league team a chance to win. I know uh, Harry, who listens to us out in San Antonio, tweeted about it and said, "Why not just have like a four team tournament? The champions of MLS, USL Championship, League One, and Nisa play in a in a short little tournament. Whoever wins that tournament gets that last invite. Apparently, it's not just US soccer; it's sort of Concacaf, is what I'm hearing. Is not really wanting to have a lower team in there we were talking about before. And it's sort of Brad mentioned with like young boys beating man United. It's, it's sort of fun to watch these smaller teams beat the giants from time to time. Um, Are we as upset as some other fans are about the lack of opportunities for lower division soccer? I'll go to you first, Brad.
3: Usually the winner of the open cup anyways is an MLS team. So there's that, but there's always the the chance of seeing a Rochester Rhinos make a deep run and make it towards the finals and you know fighting for that one chance to go international. Like these teams in lower division in American soccer don't have that chance to look internationally. Um even though MLS teams always win the US Open Cup, or at least in modern times, it would still be nice to see. It'd be nice to see, you know, teams being given a chance to play internationally. I know it doesn't sell as well as the big name MLS teams, but, you know, I, whatever. It's the open, or it's the, uh, it's the CONCACAF Champions Cup. It doesn't matter to me anyways.
0: (laughs) All right. Doesn't matter to Brad. Alan's back. Alan's back. Alan, uh, your quick thoughts on that before we wrap things up here.
2: Uh, then what is the point of the Open Cup? right if there's no we don't have an uh,
0: open cup this year
2: what i mean is like if the future is they want to have only mls teams and if they the the fear is that they don't give the spot back to open cup and if that's the direction they go then what is the point of playing the open cup you don't get any extra money really uh and if you win it uh whoop-de-doo I I mean, you maybe get
0: some extra money if you're one of the smaller clubs and you get to host a match against one of the bigger clubs. You might get some extra ticket revenue from that, but it's very, very small on there, right? Right. It's a very small pot.
2: What I mean is, like, the carrot of the Open Cup is that that CONCACAF Champions League spot. That's the reason why some USL teams go all in on the US Open Cup. It's what makes it fun, right? You have these... MLS teams are kind of doing what premier league teams do with like the FA cup where they play a bunch of kids. And if they make it, then they'll take it seriously in the later rounds. But with USL clubs, like if there is no opportunity to even try to get into the CCL, then you're going to see the same kind of thing. You're just going to see a bunch of USL Academy kids. Like let's just get them some game time. Let's play in this tournament to get them some minutes where we can rotate some guys in because if there's no carrot, if that carrot doesn't come back, then there is no reason for a USL team to take a chance of getting one of their star players injured in a game yeah. that's not going to matter. So if this doesn't come back, uh US Open Cup becomes like not important at all, which is a damn shame. Uh so this this spot needs to come back to the open cup. Um, but I would I'm really afraid that they're like, Oh, this worked out okay, we'll just keep it this way. Because once you yeah, I think move that's, something, yeah, that's... When, once you move something, it's really hard to get it back once you lose it.
0: Yeah, that's the I think the biggest fear for a lot of lower division soccer fans here in the US is that this move is going to lead to basically a monopoly from from MLS. A- and because MLS doesn't have promotion relegation with say USL championship, USL League One, it makes that even more scary. At least in like if this happened in England. You still have a chance as a lower division team if you can move your way up the ladder. You get to Premier League, you still have a shot. Now, um, in, in U.S., it's it's really a monopoly for MLS. Which maybe who knows? Maybe that ends up being some sort of court case where MLS is, um, you know, they're they Although I I don't know what would happen, but some sort of fight for that in in the courts if that ends up being the case. Uh, but we all know how things like that happen because we saw with uh, what is it Ottawa Fury when they were trying to fight the. Uh, ruling from U.S. soccer or from CONCACAF that they can't participate in USL championship because now there's a Canadian Premier League, they should participate in that. That was, you know, same to me, but MLS teams were excluded from that type of uh, requirement because soccer, I don't know. So, yeah, that's a scary point. Hopefully it doesn't lead to that. Hopefully this is just a one thing because or two-year thing or whatever it is from COVID. Hopefully it goes back to what it was, fingers crossed, but who knows? We'll... Have more to talk about that in the years to come. Let's get down to it. we got to wrap things up here. Uh, Random thoughts. Look at that. Our producers on top of things. Let's get to random thoughts. Um, I'm going to save yours, Brad, for last because you said it's something special. Um, So we want to definitely hear that last. And Dylan's going to miss out on it. Poor Dylan. Alan, your random thoughts for tonight. Uh, we talked
2: last week about Black Diamonds, New, uh, NM New Mexico, uh, Chris Walker's uh, supporters group. Uh, thanks to everyone who participated and ordered a shirt. Uh, he is well above his goal of 150 and he's working his way up and now proceeds uh, past that. Uh, if you check out his Twitter feed, you'll talk about where those proceeds go to. Uh, but just want to give a shout out to all those people who uh, participated and uh, helped Chris Walker do some great stuff for his
0: local community. I'll go next. It's just a bunch of fun here for me. Um, I've been playing some football manager 2021 as Orange County and somehow, way, halfway through the season, Ronaldo Damas has 23 goals in all competitions. And we just knocked off Philadelphia Union uh, in the round of 16, I believe, for the U.S. Open Cup. So we're making a run there and go Ronaldo Damas. The game's realistic. Uh, a great score in real life. And he's scoring in the video game. So that's pretty awesome. Um and yeah, so that's all I have. Just random weirdness. Who cares? Uh Brad, this better be really good because you really <laughs> teased this. So this better be the greatest yeah, well, random thought ever. So first I'd like to say, wow,
3: I never thought the open cup mattered. And then uh you made it into the what round of sixteen you said in your in your game.
0: Yes. Amazing,
3: awesome. right? Yeah. I, I should great. become a coach. I, I should, I should just take my words back. The uh the Open Cup is important so that you can make the Champions League. Um, <laughs> no, my random thought for the day is kind of this little fun tidbit that, uh, you know, over the past weekend, uh, my girlfriend had me try out for a musical of all things. Uh, given that I've never done musical theater, let alone theater, almost in my life, if not the past since high school. Um, I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, they'll just give me an ensemble part, right? So the show is Elf the Musical naturally holiday themes coming up, you know, me thinking, yeah, they'll just give me an ensemble role, uh, something that I'll just, you know, help out in the backstage and kind of just have fun. Cause it's her hobby. No, they give me the part of Walter, the, uh, the father of elf. So I get to be, you know, in that little narwhal, uh, when elf leaves the North pole, hope you find your dad. Well, you're looking at dad, I guess. So that would be me. All right. I hope that lived up to the hype that
0: I built up. Because... That is a great,
2: it's a great musical, by the way. <laughs> that is awesome. a great hey, musical. I'm gonna say
0: this, Brad. Do you get to take that that your costume home at any point? Um, ask them. I have ask them. No you idea. need to wear it during one of our episodes. You'd be a business suit. It wouldn't be an elf costume. I don't care. Just wear it.
3: Okay, we'll see. We'll see. It's a it's a smaller theater up here in Reno, but. But it's for the singing
0: parts. Any singing parts, Brett? Yes,
3: I will have singing
0: parts. I'm in four yeah, can songs. We hear, can we hear just a small little um, sample of what's going to happen? Closer to the show
3: because the uh, first read through was today. So
0: let's not get have ahead someone,
3: of ourselves. You've
0: got to find someone that you trust with a phone to record it for us so we can snip some highlights together of you performing in local community theater in reno in your business suit we, we we've got to see this so make sure that happens we're gonna work on this brad we're gonna make this happen have,
3: have you heard about coming to the show yourself dude
0: <laughs> are you gonna pay for my plane ticket to get up there oh
3: gosh no i won't i'm not made of money okay all well, my then. money goes to soccer scarves
0: well go put a thousand dollars on zero or double zero on the roulette wheel and then you can pay for us um <laughs> let's wrap this up Uh, I want to thank everyone that's listening live or that listens in podcast format. Apparently I have found out that our last few episodes haven't made its way to podcast format. So I'm going to correct that, uh, tomorrow to make sure you have any of our past episodes. If you like to listen on podcasts, I apologize for that. Um, I want to say, Hey, Alan, Dylan and Brad Alan or Dylan's not here. So I don't know why I'm talking to him. Awesome. As always, um, Andy, our our producer working behind the scenes. Thank you for all your hard work today. Anything that you saw, there's Andy. What's up, Andy? Hey, guys. That's his. That's <laughs> his. His. his uh, for Dylan, for Alan, for Brad, and Andy. This is Ray, the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh!